Hello, Matthew here from the Conspirituality Podcast team. The following is a sample of the bonus episode we produce every week for our Patreon subscribers. You can support our work and have full access to bonus episodes and other premium content by subscribing for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash conspirituality. Thanks for listening and your support, which keeps us ad-free and editorially independent. The inventor of yoga teacher training was a rapist obsessed with UFOs. Uh, Well, that's a morbid Robert Evans-type headline, but there's no lie. Hey, everybody, it's Matthew here for another stripped-down bonus. Uh, No music or poetry again this time, just one core idea fleshed out as clearly as I can. Uh, As I mentioned last time around, we're neck-deep in a big project we can't quite announce yet, and for me, this has limited the time I have for extras. And also... Uh, Omicron is starting to crush our province, and this means we'll be homeschooling again in about a week's time. And on that note, I can say from all of us that we hope you're bearing up okay during this next wave of grief and helplessness, and that you have the support you need, and that if it's not coming from your government, it's coming from family, friends, and community. And speaking of support, thank you for your Patreon status. It really helps us with this project. It makes it possible, actually. So thank you so much. The idea today is some history and then an open-ended question. Here's the top-line argument. The institution known as the Yoga Teacher Training Program, which dates back to 1969, has churned out anywhere from 200,000 to a half million graduates in the English-speaking world over the last 50-plus years. Now, that number could be a lot higher. Numbers are hard to come by because schools don't publish their numbers. My conservative estimate here is based on the 100,000-plus registered yoga teachers who are now uh, presently listed on the Yoga Alliance website. And, of course... That number represents, you know, a contingent that are rotating in and out of valid registration status. So it's going to be more than that. But then another Yoga Alliance number to look at is that there are currently 6,609 registered yoga schools. Now, most of these are in the U.S., but Yoga Alliance is a global organization. Some of those schools are quite large, and they churn out hundreds of graduates per year. But the majority are small and independent schools uh, associated with local studios, and some might not be hosting programs every year. So given these caveats, if one imagines that each school is turning out 10 graduates per year, that makes 66,000 graduates per year. And this episode is going to ask, what have they been learning? And more importantly, How have they been learning it? Now, some of these yoga teacher training graduates went on to join the gig economy of yoga teaching, and others were just satisfied with the training as a kind of personal enrichment experience. 
Now, the former are going to yield more cultural and economic power than the latter when it comes to the yoga and wellness economy. But what I'm interested in for this bonus episode is the fact that all of them went through a kind of training process that leaves, I believe, an epistemological trace in the culture. Now, by the aughts, the yoga teacher training system has become a kind of transitional ritual for the liberal, wellness-oriented Gen X and millennial market. So are you going through life changes? Are you getting divorced? Uh, Have you been sick? Is there a death in the family? Is the economy shit? Has that humanities degree lost its market value? Um, Have you crossed that five-year dry spell threshold in LA trying to make it as an actor? Maybe it's time to look within, to take care of yourself, to think about a new career, gig work style, in spreading the message of yoga. That's basically how the teacher training boom happened. But what is the teacher training program? It's positioned as an educational experience, but that status is a little bit dubious because it's not really comparable to any accredited learning process. It's not regulated by any social or cultural consensus, let alone academic consensus. Now, full disclosure here, I worked as a consultant on the recent Yoga Alliance standards review process, where they convened about 100 senior yoga teachers and researchers to hammer out some basic definitions of practice, scope of practice, and pedagogical standards. Uh, This process took years. Uh, It was kind of like, you know, working in the Democratic Party, uh, all kinds of stakeholders with all kinds of compromises to be made. Uh, And the resulting documents and policies, I think they do represent a step up in the professionalization process of the industry, but they fall far short of any evidence-based regulated discipline especially given the fact that this is an industry that is fond of making health and wellness claims. Another thing we can safely say about the yoga teacher training structure is that it's driven primarily by the charismatic confidence of its entrepreneurs, who offer, accordingly, a charismatic pastiche of unsighted resources. Also, we can say that the yoga teacher training program is usually undertaken by people who are going through a vulnerable time and who really latch on to the possibility of self-transformation. So let me just make that point again. These are educational or pseudo-educational experiences that are undertaken during a vulnerable time and inspired by the possibility of self-transformation. Does any of that sound familiar? Now, in developing arguments around why the yoga and wellness worlds have been so vulnerable to the explosion of conspirituality in 2020, uh, Derek, Julian, and I have covered three basic themes. Uh, First of all, there are ideological overlaps between conspiratorial thinking, 20th century fascism, and New Age thought, uh, and we can file that under Nazis loved yoga. Secondly, there are cultic networks that transitioned from yoga-centered content to conspiracy-centered content, and we can file that under 
Guru Jagat platform's David Icke during the pandemic. And then thirdly, this is not something we've spoken a lot about, but we're going to get more into it uh, as we continue through 2022. Decades of active depoliticization within the yoga and wellness consumer demographic. Uh, Basically, this is the process by which a privatized religion will tend towards apathy in relation to the wider world, um, plus the fact that you know, a top axiom or, you know, aphorism in the yoga world is that politics is divisive or polarizing. And so it's the true duty of every yogi to pretend that they are above the battlefield of politics, that they are abiding in perfect equanimity or dissociation, depending upon how you're looking at it. So here's my open-ended question, uh, because it involves a possible fourth theme. And that theme reflects the epistemological, pedagogical, and ritual overlaps between conspiratorial thinking and yoga teacher training programming. And I've come to this by looking anew at some of the yoga teacher training manuals I have collected over the years. A little later, I'll describe a 2007 manual that was put out by the Jiva Mukti Yoga School. Uh, The short story for now is that to leaf through a typical yoga teacher training manual is to bear witness to an epistemological meat grinder. You know, early in the pandemic, you might remember that meme put out for laughs that was this fake certificate that came from the University of YouTube that, you know, uh, would be given out to, you know, uh, the do your own research crowd. I mean, my argument in this episode is that this is actually a very old and venerable university and it predates the internet and hundreds of thousands of yoga curious people have attended this university over the past half century under the impression that they too were doing their research and having a transformative experience. (laughs) 